And we are live again for another week of Cellar Dwellers. Three of us here to start, possibly four of us here to finish. Kyle will possibly be joining us in it. So right now, it's just me, Sean, and then Pat and Nick. So, guys, Pat and Nick, what have you guys been up to, man? What's new and exciting this week? Anything? Golf? You know, we always talk Eagles about Eagles are even worse than oh, We I won thought. a little golf match this weekend. Oh, that's true. Oh, who did you and Pat? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Where did, where did you play? Uh, Gilbertsville Golf Club. Out Gilbert. in the boonies. I never heard of Gilbertsville. Where, how far is that from here? Uh, it's not that far. It's like right next to Limerick. Oh, okay. All right. I've just, you know, same thing. Caddying, caddying, caddying. So, how about Bryson DeChambeau, man? He won this weekend. Pat, you you despise DeChambeau, don't you? I don't know. I mean, I I used to. I don't as much anymore. You used um, to, well, you used to, like, a month ago. Yeah, I mean, like, he's still – like, there was there was actually one point at the end of the round where he's up, like, five shots, and his ball was, like, not even, like, not even on a sprinkler head, but, like, probably two feet away from it. And he's like, oh, yeah, can I get a judge? Can I get a rule <laughs> judge here? And he literally – it was, like, the last hole, I think, of the of the entire thing, and he was up, like, five shots. He's, he calls the, like, judge over – He's like, can I get a drop there? And he's like, yeah. Um, he's like, like, club length, right? Club length? It's like, that. that's the type of shit that pissed me off about him. But, like, I mean, you have to respect him. He's hes really fucking good, I guess. What was the line that, uh, when we were in Avalon watching and, like, something – the other guy – Oh, he said of, there's ants. He yeah, said he there's ants there, <laughs> like red ants, red fire ants. So he had to move the ball for that one too. And then Brooks Kepka went up and like stood over the ball yeah, and that's what ducked away. It was like, oh, there's ants. I need to drop. And his caddy was like, for real? And he was like, nah, dude, I'm fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about when Brooks made fun of him. I mean, All I right. guess he's using the rules, but like it's just so corny when he, when he does that type of stuff. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to move on from the golf talk. But uh, we wanted to get to NBA today, NFL and NHL, but we're going to change things up, and we're going to start with NHL. There's some exciting news on the on the horizon, perhaps, for the Flyers fans in the offseason, the shortened offseason. And I'll let our NHL insiders, Nick and Pat, take this away. But, Nick, go ahead. What's the big news for the Flyers fans? Big possible news, I should say. Yeah, possible. Possible rumors circulating that Johnny Gaudreau's coming home to Philly and willing to take a hometown discount for a long-term deal. Okay, okay. We're going to be moving – Apparently, Voracek and Gossespierre for Johnny Gaudreau and another piece. Okay, now you have to you have to sink this in for someone like me who has no idea who Johnny Gaudreau is. What what does this mean for Flyers? Because I mean, Voracek and Ghost are big pieces. Yeah. So, pretty much, what would happen in this deal is we would replace, we would get rid of Voracek's contract, which is I think three more years at eight and a half million. That's our biggest cap hit. And then we have ghost who's a healthy scratch making four, uh, four and a half million per year for the next three as well. Getting ghost off is huge because he's fucking, I mean, I remember I was, I still remember I said it like after the, uh, the flyers won their first series. I was like, look for ghost to be big in this. And he he did did not even play. (laughs) Like we, we actually need to get rid of that guy. So we would offload two big contracts that would prevent us from doing stuff. We get Johnny Gaudreau, who we would have for two years. He's going to give us like 80, 90 points a year. Yeah. 
He's he's one of like the top offensive players in the league. And the thing that I really like about this is, so we if we end up getting Johnny Goudreau and then like a, a one mil a year player, we end up saving five million a year in cap space. We replace all the points we lost and then some. We get a younger player who's willing to take a discount to stay here, and we get a, like we get a we get a younger, better player. And we, we get rid of two of our, our contracts that are going to hurt us. Not hurt us because Voracek's still good. But, I mean, getting Johnny Gaudreau at six mil is beautiful. Like three of our – next year, four of our, our four best players will be making under under $6.5 million. How did we get caught with that, that Voracek contract? Was it like the year after that he went off or – Yeah. Oh, that's why. Now, wait, who does Gaudreau play for now? Calgary. Oh, okay. All right. Are they a pretty good team? I mean, they weren't in the playoffs, so were they? They were. They lost the Stars in the first round. That's okay. That was to say, but they must have gotten out early. I saw it's possible trade that Nolan Patrick might be going. I can't, I can't find it. But, oh, well, if I, if I find it, I'll bring it back up. I don't know if Nolan Patrick's going to play hockey again. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, he had those weird headaches, right? What happened to him? Yeah, like that. that's like something that I feel like doesn't necessarily go away ever. They said they expect him to play this year. Do they? Yeah, at some point. All right, we'll see. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the Stanley Cup, guys. I mean, I think the – how about you the lightning up now? 2-1 or 3-1? 2-1. They just won last night. They won pretty handily last night. Yeah, they actually pulled Doby. I completely forget if I picked Dallas or Tampa Bay. Me too. Yeah, I completely forget. I've completely, like, zoned out of all the hockey stuff since the Flyers lost. So I kind of just made my pick, and I haven't really been watching. I just click it on and then switch it for football or, or basketball or, or a UFC fight or something like that. Have you guys so – you guys, you guys haven't been watching then, so we can't even really talk about this. Not as much, but, I mean, I honestly don't know who's going to win this series. It's pretty even. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather have Dallas win. Something about Tampa Bay just kind of irks me. I don't know I why. The, I think the Lightning might – Absolutely wiped the floor with them. That's all I was think? predicting. I was predicting the yeah. same thing, just just from what I know about Tampa Bay, and they've handled them now. Uh, they handled them last game, so I, I think they caught them in that first game because they had, you know, they had all that rest. And now, I don't know, man. If Vasilevsky plays well, he's tough to score on. He's fucking sick. All right, well, let's move on from that then because well, I think we're all predicting, I guess. Well, Pat, you said maybe Dallas. Nick and I are leaning towards Tampa Bay. I don't really have much to say about it. It doesn't seem like you guys do either. So we'll move on from that unless you guys can think of something later. Let's talk NFL while we're all here. Maybe we'll wait for Kyle to get to our uh, buy or sell betting lines of the week. Let's just talk week two. If you guys could bring up some week two NFL scores, that way we could uh, you could discuss some games that you liked. But let's first off talk about our hometown Philadelphia Eagles a absolutely tragic defeat. This one felt like it ripped my heart out. I actually got home in time to watch it. I was out in Pittsburgh, and I rushed home, got there in time, watched the game, and it was absolutely terrible. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I mean, I kind of predicted it, so I, I shouldn't say I couldn't believe my eyes because I, I predicted that we were going to lose this game. But boy, oh boy, did the Eagles not give you anything to look forward to, especially our, our quarterback, Carson Wentz. We've been talking about this, fellas. It, it's going to be uh, – Long season if Carson Wentz plays like this. Because the first week we could maybe blame the O-line. This week definitely couldn't blame the O-line. Yeah, O-line was good. O-line played fine. Carson just missed his targets. Against Aaron Donald, too. I don't even think Aaron Donald did much. I think our uh, power football focus or pro football focus, I mean, came out with the numbers and Aaron Donald may have had his worst game in in years. Yeah, if that's true, then 
Wentz has got a big problem. Yeah, and I'm very worried because he was just, he was just missing targets. I, I wish I could play maybe for like ever if I edit this, I'll, I'll throw in the Colin Coward backwards hat kind of guy thing. But I just sent it to you guys. That was just such a funny video. If you haven't seen it, it was on it was on the herd. But yeah, what's your take? Are you worried about the Philadelphia Eagles this week versus Cincinnati and Joe Burrow? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how you. You can't be. Yeah. I was wrong last week about saying I wasn't worried, but now I am. I mean, Wentz, like, got – I think he got worse from even last week. Well, Doug Peterson was asked at the press conference how come – or why is Carson Wentz regressing in his fifth year? He's like, report. I don't know. He said, he, said, he said, that's a good question. So I was oh like, my God. no. <laughs> That's a me. terrible response. That oh, was a terrible response. Yeah, it was like you just admitted that Carson's regressing and – that's not good for a quarterback to hear because we already know Carson kind of got his insecurity. I don't think he was admitting that. I think he was saying that to fucking try to light a fire under his ass. I don't know if that was a smart idea, Nick. I mean, you might be right, but it's because Carson already has these weird insecurity issues with uh, the whole Foles thing that he was. He admitted that he was like upset that it wasn't kind of him getting the statue and getting the glory, and how he, Nick Foles gets the credit for that Super Bowl. And now his coach is saying, "Hey, you're you're regressing in year five. You're in trouble because he already has his naysayers. He already has it's his- like insane. Like <laughs> he has like an MVP season, and then Foles comes in, wins the Super Bowl, and they put up a statue of Foles. <laughs> Philadelphia is an amazing sports town. <laughs> when you think about that, that is kind of crazy. That we won one Super Bowl, and then we put a statue up like that year. That's Philadelphia. <laughs> That's Philadelphia. I love it. I got some stats. You got stats? I got some stats that I want to read off. All right, numbers guys got the stats. Go ahead for all the math majors out there. Here here are your numbers. These are advanced. No, I'm kidding. But uh, this is just a little uh, Donovan McNabb versus Carson Wentz through the first two games of year five. They're they're like fifth year of their career. Yep, I'm with you. Carson this year, 59% completions, 512 passing yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 64.4 passer rating. Really bad, obviously. Donovan McNabb in 2003, 45% completion, 334 passing yards, zero touchdowns, three picks, 41.4 passer rating, and an 0-2 start. The The Birds finished 12-4 and that year, and they went to the NFC Championship game. So I'm not saying that, like, this isn't bad. It is. But, like, just like a couple years ago, the, the Texans – Started off uh, 0-3, and I'm pretty sure they won 10 straight. Like, I mean, the Eagles have a tough schedule this year, so it is going to be tough. But, you know, if, if Carson isn't actually regressing and it was just like he had two bad games and all of a sudden he just snaps out of it, which who knows, I, you have a team you can do that against. So we'll see. Well, now listen, things get a little bit easier the next two weeks because we have Cincinnati – at home, which I guess doesn't really matter. And then San Francisco, who just lost Bosa and oh yeah, and Garoppolo. They're hurt. And they lost yeah. their uh, their running back, I think, right? I'm not sure about the running back. but they lost. Most, maybe it's their like, second running back. They, they probably lost two of their two most important players. And they're each on each – Oh, the they don't important. have Debo either, right? Do they not have Debo? I, haven't really I don't think they have Debo, Samuel. All right, so, yeah, they're injury-filled uh, right now over there in San Francisco on the West Coast. So, this next couple weeks, we have favorable matchups. I'm going to ask you guys, when do you put on the, the sirens? When are you guys getting scared that say, hey, 
this season. This season's chalked. If we lose both of them, so you're giving them two more weeks. Yeah, I, I think if we we got to win one of these. Like, if we don't win either of these games, then yeah, it's full panic mode. Yeah, I see. I'm. I mean, Nick, you are the optimist here. Like when you just gave me those numbers, that, that was the very optimistic glass half full empty, or glass half glass half full empty. What am I saying? Glass half full. I'm a centrist. Yeah, scenario. I'm more of the glass half empty guy right now. I just don't see any part of this team where I'm I'm happy with. Like I'm like, okay, this this is uh, I'm more solid here. I'm worried about our offense. I'm worried about our defense. We put how much? How many points did the Washington football team put up on us? They put up way too many points on us. Los Angeles put up way too many points on us. I don't think we can. You Pat, you've said it in the group chat when we're texting. This defense is terrible. They can't stop yeah. anybody. They can't stop anybody. And then if Wentz can't hit his targets, we're not scoring. And it's going to be I'm, – I'm, I'm very much glass half empty right now. You know what? That's a good point. That may be a bigger problem than our offense right now is the defense. Yeah. Like I, we're, we're, we're not stopping anyone <laughs> at all. Not even the Redskins. We're not stopping Dwayne Haskins. That's the Washington football team now. We're keeping – Oh, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the football team. Yeah, the Social football. justice, one, two, three. Woo-woo. Yeah, we got to get used to that. But go on, go on. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, we, we don't stop anything. Like, every third down play, I think, last week, I mean, I'm sure we had some. I mean, we definitely had some that we stopped. But it seemed like every third down play, they were getting, like, 10 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or more. Yeah, well, the fo- Washington football team scored 27 on us. That's abysmal. And then L.A. put nearly 40. They put up 37 on us. And listen, the reason I'm being a little pessimistic, too, for this week, Joe Burrow looks good, man. He looks good. Most of the times you get a rookie quarterback coming in. They can't read an NFL defense. They're a little gun shy. Joe Burrow has been balling. I'm not sure if you've been watching him or watching his highlights. It looks really, really good. He's gotten them close to a win. I mean, he missed his field goal. Like, not he missed his field goal, but kicker missed his field goal with a chance to win the game and that uh, – the one week, so I'm a little nervous again. He throws a lot. Yeah, he threw like 63 passes that one game or something like outrageous. Yeah, he has 12 yeah. more passes than Carson and three less yards. <laughs> really? Yeah. Thank God we have you here, our our our, our uh, podcast statistician here. Where are you but, getting these stats from? <laughs> yeah, well, I just memorized them. But I am getting. I am a little nervous for that for that game. I, I think we could definitely lose this game. And especially because we just lost another receiver, Jalen Rager, now out with a torn UCL. UCL, right? That's what John Clark reported. Possibly out until November. And we cannot catch a break. I swear to God, this receiving core can't catch a break. Jackson's hardly in all, uh, in the game. Rager's now out. I think Alshon I saw was coming back in a week or two, right? He, he practiced, yeah. Okay, so now Carson has no one to throw to. I'm glad next year, or else I'd be very, very pessim- even more pessimistic than I already am and doubtful for our birds. I'm going to give them these next two weeks, I think, like you, Pat. If we don't win one of these games, it's panic mode. It's panic mode. We need to change this. And let me ask you this. Do you bring in Jalen Hurts if we lose these next two games? Pat, go ahead. I think you got to try. <laughs> like – I mean, they're not going to. They definitely won't. But I mean, I would if I was a uh, like if you if he can't beat these two teams, especially San Francisco, who lost their best defensive players, then like what like what are you waiting for? I mean, Wentz would obviously be regressing at that point. I mean, 
He's doing stuff that he used to do as a rookie. Like wow. the uh, like overthrowing constantly. That's like one of the that's one of his worst traits is the overthrowing. He does that all the time. Not only like deep balls, but across the middle, and it causes interceptions too. Like how about and he that? gets his receivers hurt doing it as well. About, like he's gotten Ertz hurt a couple times, I think, throwing real high and having him jump up. Yep. How about that stupid throw he threw in a double coverage right when we were coming back? Yeah. Once he I mean, threw that, on, the game was over in my that? eyes. He threw that right in double coverage, right in the end zone. I forget the score, but we are coming back. We may have already been – we were very close to having – We just had, like, a great drive. What was it, Nick? 21-16. Okay, 21-16. Yeah, we were – so that would have given us the lead, and he threw it right in the double coverage in the first end. First and 10. Yeah, and then he the first week he overthrew Rager on that the yeah. second deep ball, the second deep ball. Like, he's had a couple just key throws that he shouldn't have thrown or he should have hit that he just missed, man. I mean, it's really disheartening if you're a Birds fan. <sighs> I don't know what to say about him. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's – do you guys have the week two NFL scores in front of you? Let, let's, let's get a little bit off, off the Eagles thing and hopefully get some pos- positivity here. Raiders beat the Saints. That was really surprising. Seahawks beat the Patriots. That was a good game. Cam Newton looks great. Ravens look just as good as they were last year. Chiefs win a close one. Herbert looked good against uh, the Chiefs against for the Chargers. And Cardinals, I think, starting off 2-0. Where do you guys want to start here? I mean, let's, let's talk top five teams in the NFL right now. I think Kansas City, Baltimore, Green Bay, another big win. Seattle, those look like the power teams, man. Those look like the power teams. Baltimore, Green Bay, Chiefs, Cardinals. Cardinals. I mean, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say. But Kyler Murray, dude, he looks. Dude, that dude does not get touched. I saw this stat. Or I heard this stat on ESPN the other day. Kyler Murray has the most plays from scrimmage or something without being touched. He goes through like defenses like like it's nothing. He he just jukes all those big guys out and all those Kyler Murray naysayers and the the Josh Rosen stands over there in Arizona. Kyler Murray has proven you wrong. He's on a mission this year, and I could see, especially with Hopkins now in Arizona. Arizona can make some noise, man. Arizona, I, can, yeah. I think they are five because um, you think they're the just fifth because team? just because the Saints lost. That's why. If the um, Saints didn't lose, I would probably put the Saints up there. Oh, I guess you could put the Raiders in there, right? Like the Raiders just beat the Saints. They had a really good first week too. I'd put Kansas City or not, or maybe no Baltimore. I put Baltimore at one right now because and then Kansas City two because they had a close game. Maybe Seattle at three. They just beat a good New England team. Uh, who would I put a four? Green Bay at four, probably. Yeah. And I might, I, I like New England, man. I might, I know they lost. I, I've just put Belichick and Cam Newton there at five. They look phenomenal. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, they look really, really good. So I, that, that's my top five. Bucks beat the brakes off the Panthers, too. Tom Brady finally had his coming out party. I'm looking out for uh, the Bucks now. I'm hoping that Tom Brady came out. <laughs> no. No, no, no. That's still, <laughs> oh, he's still uh, him and his son. You know, that's still uh, only a few of us know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I feel like he's going to get better. I know they lost against New Orleans week one. I think once they kind of get that system down and Brady gets comfortable, because they didn't have their preseason, once everyone gets comfortable down in Tampa Bay, I'm still kind of seeing them as a team that could make some noise, obviously. Oh, Pat, you know what game I wanted you to talk about? Well, I have it on my mind right in front of my screen. I watched every game. This week. What do you have, Red Zone? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything. This is what I want you to talk about. Let's go backwards to buy or sell last week. 
Now, my buy or sell was wrong. I said a parlay. I said New Orleans was going to win. I think I said Baltimore was going to win. And who was the other team I said was going to I think I said Seattle. Yeah, so that was my parlay. New Orleans ended up losing. Cost, cost a parlay. Your bet was on the Atlanta Falcons spread, right? The Atlanta Falcons spread? Or was it the money line? Was it, I think it was money line. Okay, you may have put the it, Fal- money line Falcons. or spread. I don't know. Either one. Either way. You had it on the Falcons, and then things were looking great. And you're texting us. I told you. I told you guys. I told you the Cowboys weren't going to win. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, just our luck, the Philadelphia fans, what the heck were those Atlanta Falcons thinking? It was the Super Bowl 51 all over again. It may be worse being a Falcons fan, Falcons fan than an Eagles fan right now. They had two, two were, losses like that in a row where they, they were, blew out the team and then they came back. They were up twenty to nothing, right? Twenty to nothing against so, Dallas. Yeah, so maybe even more. Yeah, and I'm I wasn't watching the game. I was watching the Eagles, and I was like, "All right, like I got my phone was blown up." They're like, "Better," because Dallas fumbled like three times, right? Really early, early. Yeah. And, and I was. Then, everyone's like, "Well, it could be worse. It could be Dallas." Ha ha. And we just had to say we got too co- we got too cocky. Had to had to be the joking crowd here, and then Dallas comes all the way back. Wins it forty to thirty nine, and I think they won by a field goal. Like there was probably, I think there was like two minutes left, and they were down by, <laughs> um, like ten or something. Not ten. Well, they, they had that ridiculous onside. They kick. had the onside kick, yeah, and then they <laughs> they kicked the field goal. So yeah, they were down by like probably ten or so. Yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah, eleven. Yeah, but they shouldn't have. They shouldn't 12. have lost that game. I don't know. Atlanta lost that game. Dallas did not win it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure about you guys. I don't want to hear anything about like, oh, we we could still make the Eagles could still make the playoffs. Uh, I know I said when I get off the birds, but anyway, like, Eagles could still make the playoffs if they start one and four. I don't care because we're gonna get kicked out in the first round anyway. I don't care if we make a first round playoff appearance. I don't you know want you that. can put at uh maybe put at five is the Bills. I thought about that too. Josh Allen looks good. Yep, good defense too. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't want to hear anything about the playoffs for the Eagles, man, because you're going to get knocked out in the first round. I know everyone's trying to be positive around here, but I'm, I'm here to rain on everyone's parade this week. Hey, how's uh, Phil Rivers doing? I, I, well, I mean, he lost week one. I can check the stats right now for that, that uh, Colts game. Kirk Cousins played like garbage. He had three interceptions. They played um, Minnesota, who, by the way, is starting off very, very poorly. They're all one Yeah, you know what? Kirk's really agent. fucking me over. Oh, you have him in fantasy? No, I have Adam Thielen. Like, come on, dude. He oh. had 30 yards last game. You can't give Adam Thielen more than 30 yards. Yeah, uh, Phillip Rivers, 19 for 25, 214 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Oh, positively average, Phillip Rivers. Positively average. All right. Uh, do you guys want to do buy or sell now? Wait for Kyle. What do you want to do? What else do we have to talk about here? Let's see. I mean, we got we got the NBA playoffs. I want to talk about some LeBron and the Nuggets and then our Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. Let's talk about UFC. Okay. Yeah, let's let's talk UFC real quick. Huge fight this weekend between back, – back in Fight Island, by the way. They're back on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi, the first time back since the original Fight Island uh, a couple months ago when quarantine started or the pandemic started. Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa, the battle of the undefeated headlines, this UFC main event in Abu Dhabi, and then co-main event after John Jones vacated his light heavyweight title is Dominic Reyes 
who a lot of people said beat John Jones when he fought him last, versus the Polish power of Jan Blachowicz. Two championships. Jan Blachowicz. It's a Polish name. It's difficult. Blah. It's a blah, not a blah. Yeah, blah. Jan Blachowicz. Say that 10 times fast. But yeah, two championship fights. I know one you want to talk about, though. First, let me just give my quick prediction for the co-main event. Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blachowicz. I'm taking Dominic Reyes in this one. I'm not sure if I'm going to take him by knockout or submission or decision yet. I'm going to take him the window. He had a very close fight with John Jones, who's absolutely ruled over that light heavyweight division for years, aside you know, from his out-of-the-ring circumstances. That dude has dominated everything he's done inside the octagon. Dominic Reyes, probably a lot of people, I would say a lot of people probably say he won that fight three rounds to two. I had it that way. I could see how a lot of people had it for John Jones, though. I had a 3-2 Reyes. I'm going to take Reyes to get his revenge, not on John Jones, but on the light heavyweight division and seal the deal this Saturday and uh, bring home the belt. But, Pat, you want to talk about this main event, Israel Adesanya, the style bender, versus Paulo Costa, the undefeated versus the undefeated. Israel Adesanya is the current middleweight champion of the world, taking on Paulo Costa. A little bit of a bit of rivalry. Pat, what are you excited for about that? Um, By the way, Paulo Costa – he looks like the Incredible Hulk. Israel Adesanya it looks like the skinny guy, but he's like a ninja. Okay, so that, that put that put that picture in your head there if you're listening, audience. I think the big question for this fight is if Costa can put enough damage on Adesanya. Like, can he hit him? That's the only thing. Because if he can hit him, it's going to go Costa's way. But not many people can get a good like a good couple shots on Adesanya ever. So. I agree with that. I, I'm so, taking, he's going to try to like stay outside, right, the whole time. I think he's just going to pick him apart, man. I think yeah. I, that's my prediction, and it's nothing against Paul Acosta. I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. He's an exciting fighter. First off, let me say this: this fight, Dana White has said it. I agree with him. It has potential to be fight of the year. The styles are just perfect for each other. You get a counter puncher like Adesanya, who's also you know he can be fairly aggressive himself. Meets. Absolute freight train, incredible Hulk and Paulo Costa. They're, those two are just going to stand and bang the entire fight. I would be surprised if you saw a takedown this fight. But I think if I had to predict it, I think Adesanya kind of picks him apart, jabs him from the outside. I want to say a decision because I think I think Costa is going to have his rounds with his power and his pressure. I see Salbender winning on points, though, just picking him apart. I could see maybe a late knockout for Adesanya. But I'm leaning right now towards decision. But I could also see an early stoppage for Paulo Costa knocking you know Adesanya out. My final is is Israel Adesanya wins via decision. That's what I predict. Picks him apart, wins on points. Hell of a fight. It's going to be a close one. But I got Adesanya. I don't know if Adesanya can – I mean, I was saying can Costa do enough damage to Adesanya, but like – can Adesanya's punches and kicks do enough damage to Costa to stop him from coming forward? Like, if you watch the Yo Romero fight, he just ate punches, like like nothing. He just ate massive hooks and just that's Yo <laughs> Romero. Forward. That's Yo Romero, though, man. Yo Romero is a different breed. He's like forty two. No, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Costa. Like as he was coming forward oh. to Yo Romero, Yo Romero was uh, counter punching with these like big hooks. And he was just eating them and getting right back up and coming towards them. Are you talking Costa was eating them? Costa was eating them too. So you're – oh, I'm confused about what you're saying. You're, are you saying that Costa's not going to be able to hit Adesanya? Well, I was I was 
I was saying either he's not going to be able to hit him or Adesanya is not going to be able to counter punch enough or hard enough that's going to stop Costas from just coming in and, and taking the hits either way. Because he's just going like, to take anything he, he gives him. So. Believe me, Adesanya, I, my, my bet, I shouldn't say believe me like I'm some sort of expert on this, but I, I like to think I have a little bit of knowledge about the sport. I don't think Costas is going to hit Adesanya nearly as much as he wants to. He's going to get a couple good shots in there. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight, a very, very close fight. But I don't think he's going to just power through him like he does all the other guys. Addison is kind of sneaky like that. He's going to pick him apart, slip the jab, slip his jab, slip his power shots, and hit him with his own. Addison, yeah, he's going to run. He's going to run. He's a hell of a he's a hell of a fighter, dude. Hell of a kickboxer. Addison, he looks skinny, dude. He packs a punch. He knocked out Robert Whitaker. He went. He knocked out Derek Brunson. He has. He has many knockouts on his record. Let's just say that. So don't underestimate his punching power just because he's not built like Paulo Costa. I could see him also – I could see him knocking him out in, a, in the fifth round. I think, first off, this could be fight of the year, like I said. I think that fifth round, if it goes that far, could be the round of the year because I could see it being 2-2 and going into the fifth and then just leaving it all out there and just have an absolute slobber knocker for the fifth round. That's my prediction. Adesanya. Close decision win. Yeah, I, I just have Adesanya by decision, I think. Close decision or easy decision? Pretty easy decision. I think okay. he's just going to run around the ring and I, uh, and just jab at him, kick him. Okay, I, I slightly disagree. I think I think I'll probably bring a fight a little bit a little bit more than you might predict. But you know that, that's why we love a fighting game. Any, anything can happen. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like Kyle is going to be joining us in just a bit, so we'll wait to get to our NFL buy or sell week three lines. Let's just jump into the NBA playoffs right now. Our Miami Heat take a 3-1 lead against the Boston Celtics. They look very, very good, our Heat, don't they, Pat? Who's that? Our Celtics? Miami Oh, no, our the Heat, Miami. yeah. Of course, not Dude, the, the Heat look really good. I, I'd be so excited if they go to the finals. I would just stick it in the face of Brett Brown and say, hey, Jimmy Butler a point right in his right in his chest and say, "Hey, Brett Brown, should have kept me, man." Also, okay. now the whole sports world loves Tyler Harrow. I know. I said he was a bucket uh, back in like the season during the like middle of the season. You did say this. You were talking about we were talking about Matisse and all of them, and you said how you were just talking about rookies and how much you love Tyler Hero. And here, here's the man himself, not Tyler Hero, but one Kyle Rosenberg. Kyle, same can you haircut. Hear hello, hello. How hey, you do have a you do have a little similar haircut to Tyler Hero. <laughs> Oh, any way I can be compared to Tyler Harrow. Well, listen, we're, we'll catch you up. I'll let you get your take in on the Eagles in just a second because we did talk about that. And, we, of course, our audience has they to hear think That's up. my take. Okay. Well, we, 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 I want to hear your take on Wentz in a little bit. But right now we're talking the playoffs on our Miami Heat. Okay. And Tyler Hero had a huge game last night. Pat, we were just talking about how Pat was huge on Tyler Hero way before everyone else. Yeah. Sorry. Again, I didn't hear you. Oh, I was just saying. We're now we're on talking about our Miami Heat versus the Boston Celtics. Now going up three one, and how Tyler Hero is breaking out, and how Pat kind of predicted it before everyone else. Yeah, Pat's like oh, someone's got, got the computer on. on. Someone's got getting their messages going on. But anyway, should have got on the uh, Tyler Hero rookie card. I know. I yeah. thought that probably went up a lot in price just from last night to today. It's so, I was so pissed off because right before the playoffs, I was like, I'm going to buy a Tyler Hero rookie card. I'm going to do it. And I, I just – I chickened out. I didn't do it. I was like, this is – bad man. I know. He's bad. He's a bad man to coach Stephen A. Smith. 
But I got the Heat winning that series. Now they're up three one. I I don't see the Boston stuff. They don't have the grit of the Denver Nuggets. Okay, they don't have they don't have the heart of that that those wild boys out in Colorado. They're not coming back. What do you, oh they don't have Jamal Murray. No. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you kind of got quiet there, Kyle. So, but we got it. I think I think it probably recorded it. But yeah, and then I think wait, Lakers, Murray's out. No, 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 no. Oh, I thought you were saying Jamal Murray's. I was like, that's no, we were we were saying that the Boston Celtics don't have the grit and the heart like our the, like the Denver Nuggets do, and they oh, also yeah. have, and they also don't have Jamal Murray. Yeah, we're just yeah. having we're just you know having some fun at Boston expense. But I think we all got Miami in that one, right? And I was going to say, we all think Tyler Hero has been the most impressive person in that series. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Glad, glad we can all agree here. Secondly, out west, LeBron James and the Lakers are now up 2-1. to one. I think they play tonight, do they? Tonight, can someone look that up for me real quick? Lakers play tonight versus – They do, yeah. I think they're on now. Okay, they're playing Denver tonight. They're up 2-1. To me, this is a big game, man. If, if Denver can tie this up 2-2, we got a series. I still think we have a series if it's 3-1 because those boys in Denver, they come back kids. So I'm not counting Denver out until they are absolutely out. Like I am. Okay, go ahead, Nick. Why? why <laughs> you just got Le- – you're the LeBron stand here. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a fucking chance. <laughs> Against King Braun. No, yeah, it's, it's done in five. Okay. He I'd gave like, them their game. I'd like, sweep. I'd like to – I'd like to – He's done gentlemen – He's done a gentleman sweep every series. He gives Dame a game. He gave James Harden a game. And now I think he's going to give that. Did you uh, see the video? Like someone put together of the first series. They showed Dame like doing his dance after, during the game that they won. And it showed Lakers in five. Oh, and uh, Westbrook like did a dance for Lakers in five. And then they showed Jamal Murray did his little like – he did a little shimmy. Oh, boy. Game three. So, Lakers so it's, a, five. It's, over for the, it's <laughs> yeah. over for the Nuggets then, yeah. Nick, Nick puts up the five. I, I kind of agree it's going to be five, but I'm not counting Denver out until I see tonight's game. If Lakers win a night game, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for them. And I guess by the time this episode's out, the game's already over, so everyone, everyone will know. But aside from the playoffs, we all, we all got Lakers and Heat right now in the finals. I don't know who I'd root for. I think I'd have to root for our Miami Heat. Even on I think the Heat. Yeah, I have to just root our Miami no, Heat. I'm, I'm, I like LeBron too much to root for the Heat. No, I know. That's one of those finals where I'd be happy either way. Yeah, Although, like it wouldn't kill me if the Lakers lost, but I want them. Yeah, I'd be happy for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be happy for Butler. Butler. Yeah, I want the Heat to win for sure. But I wanted to pose you guys this question. I did pose it in our group chat. If LeBron James wins. Now, LeBron James, um, again, I'm not sure if this news came out by the time we had our episode last week. Giannis Antetokounmpo won MVP. LeBron James came in second. Only got 16 votes, which I was really surprised about. I had him as my MVP. If LeBron wins the finals and he doesn't win MVP. Did you ask, did you ask this last week? In the, I asked it in the group chat. Oh, in the group chat. I, yeah, I said I wanted to talk about it on, the, on, the, uh, on, the epi- on this episode. Yeah. And he doesn't win MVP of the finals. And Anthony Davis wins, who, by the way, has been balling out, averaging like 35 or something. A re- really high number, right? Does it tarnish LeBron's legacy that – Maybe he didn't lead this team to the championship. And he kind of took the Dwayne, Ray, Dwayne Wade role. You know, when LeBron was with Miami, Dwayne Wade took a backseat to let the star of LeBron shine. And now LeBron's kind of taking a backseat per se. He's still putting up crazy numbers. But AD's numbers are a little better, and he would probably get the MVP nod right now if they were to win the, the, the championship. How does that affect LeBron's legacy? Kyle, I'll let you start. 
because you came into the show late, my friend. Yeah, uh, not at all. I mean, if it was like LeBron like limping in the finals, putting up like 12 a game and AD carrying him, then it would be different than you could say it does. But LeBron's still going to probably put up numbers that are almost as good as AD's. So as long as he's still putting up solid numbers and AD's just putting up better numbers, like you can't really knock him for that, I feel like. Right. He's also a point guard now. Right. Yeah. Like he is their point guard. He's so he's for- not going to – I mean, I guess they're scoring point guards. But – um He's he's assisting more than he usually would, so he's basically providing the team for more with more points than like than like he has in the past. Really, he's probably the result of more points. Is what I'm trying to say. He's responsible he for more points. Past. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with you guys. I don't think it really affects his legacy if he puts up the numbers that uh, we think he will. It doesn't it doesn't affect him so much. And in my opinion, if he wins this championship with his third franchise right cleveland miami los angeles that almost would cement him as the goat in my it might it probably does cement him as the goat in my opinion i don't i don't see any really jordan arguments other than six no if you have a jordan argument it's it's six no other than that i i can't really i can't say lebron's gonna beat him in every statistical category this will be his fourth ring right third team that's kind of crazy. LeBron does that. The the West argument's gone because he's absolutely just walked through the West. Now that he has a even mildly um, competent, competent, yeah, thanks, Nick. Yeah. Competent roster. Gentlemen sweeps are saying. Gentlemen sweep. Gentlemen sweep. Gentlemen sweep. He's walking through the West just as easy as he did out in the East. I can't hear any more Jordan arguments if LeBron wins this year, especially in the bubble. In the bubble, you don't have any home court advantage. You're away. You're in isolation. This is probably the hardest championship we people have been saying. So. Especially don't want to hear any more Jordan arguments after the season if LeBron wins again. This has probably been the most even competition, right, for like the past I mean, out in the West. Yeah, out in the West, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the East, the top of the East was pretty good with Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and uh, that little little top tier. But the bottom tier in the East wasn't so good. But the West was pretty – the West, I I thought anybody could have won it. Yeah, people were saying that Portland was like one of the best eight seeds ever. Ever, yeah. Yeah, and then I mean the Mavs looked fantastic against the Clippers. They they had they took them like six games or so. Utah looked great. They took Denver seven games. I mean, I mean the West playoffs have been phenomenal. Great great content from the West side of the NBA bubble. But yeah, all right, let's uh oh, Nick, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, LeBron, go ahead. Nick. LeBron in the playoffs is averaging 26, 10, 10 boards, 9 assists, one and a half steals and one and a half blocks. Right. Yeah, it's so it's ridiculous. On 55% from the field. Right, yeah. I think I mean we know he's putting up these crazy, crazy numbers, but I still think they would probably give the nod to AD just because he's putting up like thirty-five and they will, like they yeah. will. That's gonna happen. Yeah, unless LeBron is like in the finals is like, sorry, kid, I'm chasing, I'm chasing the goat, and like he kind of balls out in the finals. But <laughs> let's talk now. Let's go to buy or sell, Kyle. I just put the uh, the line for NFL Week Three. Mm-hmm. Kyle, do you remember your line for last week in the buy or sell segment? <sighs> You don't have to remember, but me and him both said I Bengals. I think, yeah, and they the Bengals. I don't know if I said the Raiders on the show, but I bet the Raiders. Okay, one, money line that one. Okay, um, all right. Well, I, I put the link in the chat, like I always do, gang. Uh, from this is from the lines dot com. It puts all the lines up from all the, the big draft betting site. Oh, betting. I remember. Sorry, I said I said a teaser last week. Uh, Niners and Chiefs. 
Okay. And that, uh-huh. and that hit. So yeah. All right, let's, let's look this week. I'll start off again, guys, whoever's new to this segment, this is called buy or sell. It's our betting segment. We do it every week. Lately we've been doing it on the uh, weekly NFL games. It's kind of the most fun thing and the bet on probably the thing that most of you guys bet on. So we like to give our take on it and hopefully win you guys some money, but don't hold us accountable. If we lose you money, I'm starting off right away. The Philadelphia Eagles. Minus four and a half point favorites versus Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals are the pick of the week. I don't see the Eagles winning this game. Oh. Kyle, you, you missed it earlier in the show. I, I went on a little rant about how I'm, I'm real nervous. In these next two weeks against Cincinnati and an injury-filled San Francisco team, if we don't win these teams, games, we're in trouble. Oh, we're yeah. down a receiver. Wentz looks terrible. Defense can't stop anybody. I think Cincinnati's going to sneak this game. Burrow's due for a win. Burrow's yeah, I love Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, Burrow's due for a win. He said he hasn't lost two games ever in a row, and he's now he's on two, right? He's hungry for a win. This Eagles team sucks. I got Burrow taking down the birds. They're going to beat that four-and-a-half-point spread. Bet on Cincinnati this week. Sorry, birds fans. I'm sorry. I had to do it. And, Kyle, I mean, you just said you liked it too. You said you liked it too, so I'm, I'm not going to be the only one saying this. But, Kyle, do you have a bet? that you want to give or no? Yeah, the one that stands out most is uh, Packers plus three against the Saints because I just don't think – like, I think the Saints are good, but I think Drew Brees isn't really that great of a quarterback anymore. We said this. He's on the cliff theory. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah he can't throw the ball downfield at all, so that really limits them. And the Packers' offense has been going insane. And Michael and, Thomas might be coming back, though. Yeah. I mean, that – that still doesn't change my mind. I still like the Packers because I don't think the Saints' run defense has been very good, and Aaron Jones has been running crazy on people. So I like the Packers. I agree. That's another good pick. Nick, let's hear from you, my friend. What is your line of the week or lines? Multiple. You, you gave us a couple last week, I think, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was kind of doing the birds like a gimmick thing since I was acting like I was a caller from South Philly. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> last week, yeah. Um, all right. No, I got since last year I was I did really well betting four team teasers. I'm just gonna give a four team teaser. Go. I like the Raiders teasing them from plus five and a half in New England to plus eleven and a half. Uh wow. the Titans teasing them from minus two and a half to plus three and a half. The Giants against the Niners teasing them from plus four to plus ten. And the Packers and uh and then the last one can either be Packers and against Saints plus three to plus nine or Bucks. Uh, I don't uh, who are they playing? I forget who they're playing, but they're minus they're five. Broncos. And Broncos. Yeah, Broncos with Jeff Driscoll or Blake Bortles. Uh, give me Tom Brady at plus a half. Okay. So there's five teams. Pick whatever ones you want. I promise you they'll all hit. He's <laughs> <laughs> easy on the promise, but we can't be held accountable here. Pat, go ahead. Go ahead. Give me your pick or picks of the week from week three, NFL 2020. Um, I'm going with the uh, the primetime game. Whoa, whoa! I'm wait. taking Kansas City plus one sixty over the Ravens. Plus one sixty is that? Well, is that the money line? Money line. Money line. Yeah. Okay, I was looking at the spread. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good pick right there for the money line. Kansas City looks good. Ravens looked really, really good. This is kind of determine who's the best team pretty much in the NFL right now. Kansas City – Baltimore, excuse me, is right now three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game for all the betters out there. So that is, again, our buyer-sell segments of the week. We'll check back in. I'd love to maybe keep a record of our, of our bets to see how we did, but that, that's too many numbers for me. I'm, I'm not a number. You know what? 
I'm going to take the Cowboys and Seahawks under 56, too. Oh, over under 56. What's the over under? Because I think the Seahawks are going to smoke them, but like maybe have like 30 points in the Cowboys with like 10. Okay. The over under. Let me check the over under for the Eagles game over here. Oh, it's it's 46. I have one for our international listeners as well. <laughs> oh yes, please. Our, our we have many international listeners, so please go ahead. All all of our Europeans, open I'm up. Your assuming ears. since you're not from America, you guys are all big fans of the football. So uh, in the Premier League, I like the over in Crystal Palace and Everton. I don't know what the over is. But take it. They always hammer the over, man. <laughs> if it's four and a half, take it. If it's three and a half, take it. If those aren't even soccer overs, I don't fucking care. Take the over. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap up our buy or sell segment. Week three NFL plus a little bit of Premier League soccer from our from Nick and our European listeners. Before we wrap up the show, Kyle, are we optimistic about the Philadelphia Eagles in the next two weeks against Cincinnati and San Francisco? Glass half full or glass half empty? I'm going to go half full. All right. I'm the only empty one here. I'm the only I feel like Wentz can't really get that much worse than he's already been. So I feel like Wentz is going to improve. The offensive line looked good last week. Darius Slay is shutting people down. So the rest is just up to the rest of the defense. We still have a good D-line, still a good run defense. And uh, luckily the Bengals aren't very good, even though I think it'll be a close game. All so, right. Uh, let me ask you this. I wanted to ask you this. Let's ask the other guys this. Let, let's be fair here. Get everyone, give everyone's take on it. If we go 0 2 in these next two games and start out 0 4, is it time to bench Carson Wentz? It depends how he looks in those games. If he looks terrible, like he's okay. been looking, then. The problem is if you bench him, his trade value just goes all the way down. It plummets. Nick, you've said that, right? Yeah, and also the thing is, yeah, like Kyle said, if he, if he goes the next couple games and he's completing 60 70% of his passes, has like 300 yards, t- like a couple touchdowns and no picks, but our defense just sucks and we can't stop anybody, then like it's tough to bench him. But if he, if he keeps up like this and keeps throwing picks, then, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't just because – you're paying him so much. And like, I feel like you can't. You just gave him this big contract. That would look so bad to. I agree. To I agree. But I'm also if Hertz comes in, I won't be too angry. I won't be too mad if Hertz comes in. But I, I agree with you guys. I Keep think it. having Hertz sit behind Wentz, like when Wentz is just doing his thing and not worried about somebody playing behind him, like even if he sucks on the field, like it'll still help Jalen Hurts so much. So then, even if he is your guy next year, or if something goes wrong next year, but like. I think, like, a second-round pick like that, a kid who has, like, a ton of potential, just, like, let him sit for a full year. Like, it, it benefited so many guys. Right. Yeah, it doesn't hurt us. We definitely yeah. drafted him for a reason. Like, I, I think – I don't think I don't think Wentz is a long-term solution. I don't think we see another contract with Wentz here. Yeah, I don't right. think so either. Now, listen, guys, I actually was going to wrap up the show, but I want to jump over real quick and do a complete change. Back to the Sixers, actually. Back to the NBA – Billy Donovan just got named the coach of the Chicago Bulls. That pretty much leaves the Sixers with Mike D'Antoni and Teron Lou as their uh, head coach choices. Kyle, I know you just stepped away. Did you hear me at all or no? Uh, I heard head – I assume we're talking about the Sixers. Sixers head coach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sixers head coach. <laughs> I said Billy Donovan just got hired by Chicago. That leaves D'Antoni and Ty Lue pretty much for the Sixers. First off, I know I was a big Billy Donovan guy. I got you guys hype on Billy Donovan. He's gone. He's gone. I'm not even going to focus on it. He's off the table. 
I'm now putting all my chips in the Mike D'Antoni basket, which I'm a little bit hesitant about because he hasn't, other than when he had Steve Nash and Phoenix and James Harden in Houston, you know, he's, he's pretty much average. He coached in, coached in Denver for a little bit, maybe as an assistant. And then he was terrible in New York. And then not terrible. I think he had one good season and he was average in Los Angeles. So I'm not huge on D'Antoni because he's, he has to have the guys that fit his system. And if he doesn't, he's average. Like I said, but I'm going to put all my chips in D'Antoni's basket and let him just hope that he builds the team around like his system. Maybe do some trades. You know, the trade that you like, Kyle, is uh, Buddy Heald, right? So just, you know, maybe sell me on Buddy Heald while we're here, you know. Would he, fit, I, would, would he fit D'Antoni's system, do you think? Yeah, just have him chuck up threes all game. Just keep feeding him the ball. He have him like- chuck up threes. He shoots like 39% from three. Yeah, but. he's a very good three-point shooter, which is exactly what the Sixers need, and he wants to come to Philly. <laughs> and, again, we had a report that the Sixers are interested in D'Antoni right now because they're hoping that it would lure James Harden here. Now, I don't see any, any, any reason that he would want to come to Philly. But I did see – did I send this in the group chat or no? Hold on. I think I may have screenshotted it. Here it is. I'm going to put it in the camera. You guys, audio listeners can't see. James Harden tweeted in 2017, Philly always show love. Hashtag locked in. So maybe James Harden does like Philadelphia. Maybe D'Antoni could get him here. That, that'd be fantastic. I want to put, like I said, all my chips are in the D'Antoni basket, and I'm hoping that he lands Harden, lands all of his shooters, and, you know, we can build around that. That's my so hope. If we get him, it's just like you're all in on his on his thing, right? Like we draft shooters. Yeah, or, yeah or I'm all in. With like, I mean, what do you do with Embiid? My, I told you, trade him to Miami, pick up Tyler Hero. Bring That's him. not going to happen. Bring him I don't think they want to trade him now, no, <laughs> even no. for Embiid. Yeah, probably not, to be honest with you. But, you know, this is my fantasy. I'm fantasizing right now. Get Tyler Hero. Pair him with Ben Simmons. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe Buddy Heel put Buddy Heel. Could he play Buddy Heel play the three? I don't know. Probably. Uh, yeah. Buddy Heel can do anything he wants. And then Tobias plays the four, I guess, because you're not going to get rid of that contract. And then I don't know, figure out figure out a way to get Al out of here. Figure out a way to get <laughs> Al out of here. I don't care how you get how you do it. That's my fantasy. That's yeah, my fantasy. I guess like I mean Ty Lue is not going to do much for you. Like at least at least the Dean Tony is like exciting. Even if we still are like bad. We'll have like a exciting team to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. I think. I mean, I think Simmons could work well with D'Antoni if they if you use him right, like the pick and roll move. Ben maybe move Ben to center, perhaps. I mean, he's running PJ Tucker. I would probably center. be. Yeah. That's what we would do, right? Yeah, I mean, PJ Tucker plays center, played center for him this year. Ben could definitely do it. So yeah. that you know, we're just you know, we're daydreaming here over in the cellar dwellers. But who knows? Anything can happen. You guys have anything else you want to add this week? No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to call it an episode then. As always, guys, uh, we are brought to you by Manscaped, number one leader in manscaping technology. Use code SELLERDWELLERS, all caps, no space on their website for 20% off plus free shipping on your order. And, guys, we'll talk to you guys soon. Next week, we're going to cover week three NFL. Hopefully, some uh, NBA playoffs. Maybe you have a finals matchup to look forward to. We'll recap the fight. You know, we go off the cusp here. All right, we'll go off the cusp next week. We'll have a little fun. Until then, guys, we'll talk to you breaking, soon. Wait, breaking news, Joel Embiid had a kid. Oh, really? Great. Another yeah. reason Another reason. He for him to be just posted on his Instagram he had a kid. 
So and congratulations, to Joel, congratulations to Joel Embiid. Congratulations to Joel Embiid. I'm only joking. Congratulations, Joel Embiid. Happy for you. Hope hope it's a very healthy kid. And yeah, congratulations, Joel Embiid. And we'll dad talk strength to for Joel Embiid. Yeah, dad strength. Hashtag dad strength for Joel Embiid. Peace out, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you.